Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Light, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened, and we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged, and we love you. God bless. That's some awesome stuff right there. You haven't had your cardio yet today. You're, you're about to get it. TJ, you mind coming up here with me, buddy? A couple weeks ago, y'all saw TJ. Hey, kids, tell me what TJ's name stands for. That's right, trust Jesus. And that's really what we learned to do this week, right, TJ? Was trust Jesus. So the first night, we went on this quest. Do you guys remember what the night one was? Quest for what? Starts with a tr- starts with a T. Jesus starts with a T. That's my favorite T word. Then, how about this one? Truth. Night one, we went on a quest for truth. Now, before we get started here, I'd like to tell y'all a little bit about what happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. Any time that we have an opportunity to come together and do ministry, and we don't grow as Christians. We miss something. The moment that we stop growing in Christ should be the moment that we go home. So this has been a growing experience for me. I I will tell you, I come across as a very laid-back person. But as a lot of people can tell you that served with me the last couple weeks, there were some very stressful moments for me. I internalized a lot, especially when we couldn't get our soundtrack working for the first week. I was freaking out. But it all came together in the end. It was like hammering out the little in praise and worship and to step down and help minister and give the message. Lori, who's usually over here on Wednesday nights teaching our kids, came over here and she really, really stretched herself. She came out and anything that needed to be done, she did. Miss Stacy coming in here and really knocking it out of the park helping us stay organized, and and bearing that stress with us. And then, our visitors. If it wasn't for Sydney and Lexi, the show would not have been able to go on. The fact that they were here is a true testament to really much for helping with registration. It was an awesome time. So I hope this morning, thank you for everything that you have done in my life, the changes that you have made in me and these adults, and that this message comes forward, not in my timing, but your timing on purpose. There's one more set of people I really want to give some props to. I had a really, really dedicated youth group here, helping with sound and helping really with everything, setting up. We blew up probably 30 beach balls twice then had to deflate them set up a stage get props out on the table and they were awesome and they were consistent i want to thank y'all for that yeah and last but not least my lovely wife my anchor she kept me grounded 
<laughs> Rusty. What, what are we going to call you today? Oh, Magnifico? <gasps> Please come forward. Will y'all come up here? If you raised your hand, come up. Come up. Come up. Any card. Pick any card. And hold it to your chest. Okay, don't let anybody see it until I ask you to, to turn your card around. Okay, can we see what card you have? <gasps> Stoplight. These, this is going to represent, each one of these things is going to represent some of the things that, that people need to obey, they need to follow, they need to do. I mean, this is, this is a stoplight. This represents rules. And, of course, we as grown-ups know if we run a stoplight, there's going to be some consequences that happen. Somebody might get hurt, and somebody might get a ticket, which both are bad. So we need to obey the rules. We need to do these things. We need to, we need to be obedient. We, as children, we need to listen to our mommies and daddies. As adults, we need to listen to our bosses in heaven. What card do you have? Let's see what you have. <gasps> All the money that, that this world thinks is necessary to... Everybody knows praying is a good thing. We should always pray, lift everything up, give all our cares to God because He cares for us. And a lot of people pray, they pray to the wrong things. There's a lot of different things in religions in our world. And people think that they're good just because they pray or that they're going to make it to heaven just because they pray. But that is not the way to get to heaven. What card do you have? Can we see it? Dice. That's right. A lot of people think that this world... It's just a chance. It's just a luck thing or whatever. They think it may get to heaven. They may not get to heaven. They don't know. They don't, some don't even care. But we know just by luck, just by chance, that's not the way it goes. What card do you have? Smiley face. Good people. There are a lot of good people in this world. People that do good things. People that give. People that are that are happy all the time. Being a good person, it's a good thing. We should all do that. Strive to be better people and try strive to be good. But just by being good, that's not what's gonna get us into heaven. What card do you have? Strong person. People rely on their own strength. We should all take care of our bodies. We should try to build them up. We should eat all our food and grow up big and strong. But Relying on our own strength, that's not a good thing. We need to rely on things that we do up here. That's a good thing. But that in itself is not the one true thing that leads to happiness. Jesus Christ. He Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Give all these kids a, a hand. They did awesome. Can I have my cards back? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you did so good. Thank you. So tiny. Awesome job, Rusty. It gets better every time you do it. And I'm amazed how Jesus always ends up at the end. How's that half was that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the the kids absolutely loved Ding and Ling.
So it was on night two at the end of service that I spent a good deal of time teaching the kids the basics of the ABCs. So if you will here, indulge me and help me out. Kids, what does A stand for? Sophie? Admit. And what are we admitting? Did bad stuff. All right. We admit that we've done bad things. And we believe, kids, do you guys remember what C is? Confess. So we confess with our minds and our hearts and our mouths into a volitional act of surrendering our free will to Christ. He forgives us of those. We progressed into night three. Night three, the most important of all nights, the quest for love. Now, if you were here for Sunday school this morning and you heard Mark, Mark, let me tell you something. And I'll tell everybody here there's something going on in this church. We don't call each other and tell each other what we're preaching about, what we're teaching about. It just happens. And for months, Pastor and I, we've been on the same topic. I'm t- So if you were here, if you weren't here, turn on your listening ears as an adult. Today's message is not just for these kids. It may be simple, but it's for you too. Hi. Um, I can talk in front of kids like crazy, but I'm nervous right now. Um, Yeah. Um, throughout the world, people are looking for meaning and purpose in their lives. And if you look around, you'll see people that have no purpose or meaning in their lives. They put on their happy faces, but inside they're sad and they're crying. But I'd like to show you an illustration. It kind of brings to perspective our, our spiritual dimensions. Um, we're going to use these balls. It's very simple, but it's, it's, it kind of gets to the point. Tonight, this ball is going to represent every man, woman, and child. And this orange ball represents God, our creator, who wants us to live life to the fullest with meaning and purpose. But we have this right here. This ball is going to represent the sin in the world and the evil, our sin. And as you can see... It separates us from God. Let me do this real quick. The gossip, unforgiveness in our hearts, jealousy, anger, lies, and many other things are evidence of the sin and the evil that are in our lives. But as you can see, Somebody help me here. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if man is ever going to get to God, we have to deal with this sin. We have to remove it. And God, he loved us so much, and he would have gladly forgiven us, but he's a holy God. And because he's so holy, he had to impose a penalty for death. I mean, for sin, and it was death. But he didn't want to kill us. So he sent Jesus, his son, to come and die on the cross for us. He paid that penalty. And this cross represents what Jesus did for us. It's a representation of his love. He came and he he bared this cross and he died for you. He died for me. And he took our sin away. But just because Jesus came and he died, that's not it. I mean, the penalty's paid. The price is paid. But there's another step. We have to accept this gift. It's a gift to us from God. And if we don't accept it, then... We can't get past that sin. God can't look at us with that sin. But Jesus, he removed that sin, and he took it away. But in order for us to get close to God, because there's still space, there's still that thing there, we have to accept that gift. And Jesus made the way for us to accept that gift. God wants us to accept him as our Savior, ask him to live in our hearts. And it's a simple prayer we teach our kids, but it's a choice we have to make. And when we accept Jesus at that moment, he breaks that barrier and he brings us back to the Father. And that's the message we tried to get to the children. It's a simple message, but, you know, a lot of people forget about this part. They think, oh, Jesus died on the cross. It's done. It is done. But if we don't accept that gift, if we don't let him be the, the leader of our lives, if we don't live for him. There were some religious leaders that came to Christ. Say it loud so everybody can hear you. And so he painted a parable for them. comedically beat him within an inch of his life and left him bleeding and broken in the gutter. And several people happened upon him. Turning their nose, seeing someone in distress, but refusing to yield, even going out of their way to ignore him. Until one person 
from the land of stripes happened upon him and helped him. And so Jesus asked this question to the religious leaders. Whom of these people do you suppose was the better neighbor? Can you hear me? about now there there are times in every pastor's life where they come upon a Sunday and they're not exactly sure what they're going to speak on this is not one of those Sundays this is a Sunday that has been loud and clear and you will have those people that tell you that God never speaks to me out of God has been in my ear consistently, day in and day out. So here's what I need you to do. As adults, I want you to take those ABCs that I just taught these young children these last few days, these new Christians. And I need you to think like veterans. It is no longer admit believe and confess that's important your C is commit by the name of Ted Rivera and he wrote this very short and in this book right on page four truths that we especially in the western Japan I want you to write these down and I'll wait for you to get one, unless somebody gets hungry. Because when I get hungry, I'm, you know, I'm the same way. Ready? First rule. Love for God trumps every human relationship.
Y'all can put in parentheses right next to that, 1 Timothy 5.8. And you're welcome to come back to that and do a personal study on it later. As a matter of fact, I recommend it. The second truth he points out is love for God. In Greek, the word for witness is martros, translated to mean martyr. Even if I lose. This is a point in Western culture that we think it's like rubbing a magic lamp or placing a dollar in a vending machine. I give my life to Christ, and there in return I am supposed to be financially wealthy and prosperous when in fact you're putting a target on your back. Which brings us to the third rule. Love for It's easy to look at the world today and go in every country, including ours. But what is right, what is moral, what is absolute, and what is wrong is right. And let me tell you, and it is because of that sin of pride and arrogance is a continual process. It is not just the act of salvation, the act of justification. It is a continuing process called sanctification, to be set apart from sin, to become a new being in Christ. You want to know why the world does not see the things of the early church? does not see the move of the Holy Spirit like it did. It is because we do not operate in the Spirit admitted to our Sunday morning feel-good message, followed by our or that if you will not pick up your cross and follow me, you have no place in me. That is what a disciple is. I'm speaking hard, church, but I need you to search your heart. I need you to hear what God is saying this morning. Because it is evident in the world today, the one thing that is missing is Christ. Natural extension of our walk cause angst it should cause joy and we turn to others to do it for us have a part and it's beyond warming that chair up on Sunday if you look at the early church what you see is contagion you see a virus spreading and it is caused because of acts of love because the early church was committed to the message of Christ they were committed to changing the world for the better 
Can you help me with a table here, Rusty? Before I do this, I know I've got some kids watching in the audience. I've got some adults that might act like kids, too. So let me say, do not attempt this at home. I am playing with water and electricity at the same time. Now, salt. What does salt have to do with anything that we have talked about today? quick Google search will return over 40 verses in the Old and New Testament that either use the word or speak specifically to its purpose. Another Google search will turn up a Reader's Digest page that I know most ladies in here will like that give you 60 uses for salt. Not just for flavoring your food. But what's interesting is out of all those uses, you could really compartmentalize them into three categories. Salt is good as a cleaner. It's actually antibacterial. There are a lot of people that brush their teeth with salt. I didn't know that. Salt purifies As a matter of fact, you can take a teaspoon of salt, put it in a gallon of milk that's turning, shake it up, and it will hold for another three days. I didn't know that. Salt is really good at preserving things. Now, that one I knew because before there was refrigeration, we were eating a lot of salted meat. It's probably why we still got beef jerky today. Buddy, I love that stuff. Yeah, that I came across for salt. You can take a cup of salt and you can put it in your laundry. And the first two times you wash that new shirt or that new set of towels, it'll set the color. That's deep. I want you to put that on a spiritual level. I want you to think about that for a second. It'll help you check for spoiled eggs. You can take a teaspoon of salt, put it in water, shake that salt up, a rotten egg will sink, and a good egg will float. Am I speaking to you yet? Salt condition. Verses 13 through 16. Anthony, would you put that on the board for me, if you could? For the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Trampled underfoot is worthless. Pause right there. Reflect on that. See that last word. 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Point to yourself, church. You. It's not my job. 
your job. Fifteen. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Now, let me just pause right there. Mark, I came in this morning when you were talking about the churches and the acceptance of homosexuals all over me. Let me tell you something, church. There is one thing that we do well, and that they come, we don't ask them to change. And that's the exclusivity piece. That's Christ's job. And the reason it doesn't happen is because we aren't committed to the message of Christ. We are still trying to change it. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Your what? So that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And probably the first thing that many of you noticed is my lamp is broke. Love for God will result in suffering. Still works. Bring me that water, please, sir. Now, let me say this again. Children, Anthony, do not try this at home. This is water. Water represents that purification that happens at justification. As you can see, my lamp has a little problem. Rusty, if you would, plug me in there. Oh, I got you. You can unplug me now. Go ahead and plug it up for me. This is common table salt. Ezekiel, would you be so kind as to come up here and taste this? You do trust me, right? Jesus intended for us 
after salvation to become difference makers. He intended for us not to give a little bit of salt. But a lot of salt. Do you see what happens when that salt stops? That light goes out. He says, Give drink to the thirsty. Brian and Tanya. He says, go somewhere else. No one else is willing to go. Joy and Tracy. He says, model compassion for your children. Mom, dad, the body of this congregation. Our power is in salt. And what he is saying to us is to get out of your salt shaker and get into the world. I'm going to unplug that now. It's a two-fold message this morning. I just want you to slip your hand up so I can see it. I will get with you. I will pray with you. I will not embarrass you, I promise. The second question I'm going to ask is this. If you didn't know you were supposed to exchange that C word for commit... If you didn't realize that part of your job as a Christian was to extend the body, to be the hands, to be the feet, to be the eyes, I want to pray with you. So if you could, please stick your hand up. Let me see it. Heavenly Father, I love you. I thank you for this message. I thank you for the weight of these words. They're short. They are concise. They are accurate and unchanging. They are foundational truths in who we are as Christians. Father, if we want the Spirit to move, we must realize and commit to these three rules. We must learn to be salt. Father, change us. Change our hearts. Make us pliable and willing. And all these things I ask in Christ's name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, so before I turn you loose, Mike's got something to tell you, so I'm going to turn it over to him here. All right. First of all, let's give it up for Sean and the job that he's doing with our kids. 
If you are part of our leadership team, will you please stand? We got Rusty, David, Larry. I'll call you Larry. I won't do what your wife does. Justin, Sean, myself, Anthony, you up in the booth, and uh, Matthew. We are what's known as the leadership team around here. And we, with much prayer, you know, Kathy and John Maxey, I don't need to leave it, but with much prayer, we have decided it is time for Pastor Dwayne to go full-time. And this is only possible through your continued giving. You've made it uh, at this point. We feel comfortable with this, but this is a step of faith on our part and on yours. And I'm sure when Pastor Dwayne goes full-time starting August 1st, that we will start seeing changes. This is not our plan. This is God's plan. And it's been a long time coming. And if you have any questions, you may see any one of these members of this leadership team, and they will be glad to talk to you about it. Thank you for your time. It's about time, wasn't it? All right. Thank you all so much. I had real, I had a lot of fun with you all today. And I'm glad you all indulged us and you got to see what we do in kids' ministry and understand that children's ministry is fun. It's exciting. And the way that the message is delivered hangs. I love you. Go eat. <laughs> You're the God of this city. You're the king of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. 